Good morning. As our, our brother, Pastor Washington, prepares to come, um, the scripture that he's coming from this morning is in the book of Romans. It's in the eighth chapter, and it's in verses uh, 26 and 27. And what we're, we'll read the scripture, and then we'll have an opportunity to pray and that the Lord's blessing will be upon his servant uh, this morning. So in the book of Romans, in the eighth chapter, in, starting in verse 26, the word says as follows, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. The word of the Lord. So sisters and brothers, let's bow our hearts together as we pray as our brother uh, prepares to come this morning. So Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we have said it, we have sang it, but we have acknowledged, Lord, that you are the Father of all spirits. And I'm reminded as I was thinking about a conversation with our brother as he prepares to come, Lord, the scripture came to mind that you shall call no man father, you shall call no man teacher, for you have one father, you have one teacher who is God. And your Holy Spirit, Father, we invite this morning because I know that is our brother's heart, is to be a reflection of you, to decrease in this pulpit, Lord, so that the teacher has a place to rest and to come. He's, his heart is after you today, Lord. So we thank you for bringing your servant. We thank you for the people who are ready to receive, Father. But most of all, we thank you for the God, the one that we have come to worship today. So may your blessing be upon him, Lord. May your word flow through him. And we thank you for this wonderful opportunity in your house for your kingdom to come and your will to be done. In Jesus' name and together, Father, we said, amen. Amen. Would you welcome our... Testing. All right, we're good. As I was saying, we, we, we enter, eventually we enter into faith, and then faith can be tested because God has given us free will, and free will for each one of us is very important. God don't force his love. We have to accept his love, and that's very important to God. So as I start that journey here over many years ago, I had good examples on the outside that I could start to seeing a reflection on the inside, seeing myself, seeing who God is and what God was doing in my life. 
So this is from that a foundation was built. And the word was very clear to me, freely you have received, now freely you give. You know, and uh, it's just like water. If water don't flow and it's just set in the same place, eventually it's not worthy to drink or to pass on to anyone. And I understood that through the examples I've seen from the elders, from the people in the church, how much they really gave of themselves to build this church, what we honor God with. Not honor each other, but honor God. That you actually really could see, and I'm pretty sure it's still here, but I'm speaking when I was here. You could see it, you know, and, and how it was a joy to walk through that door every Sunday and, and to, to get here early so you could get a seat, <laughs> you know, and to, uh, to hear, you know, to some of those who still in the worship team, Julie, and those who just was led by the Spirit. You see God doing new things, a new generation. Somebody said, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Amen. Bless the Lord. How the, you know, the younger one eventually supposed to lead. Amen. We can't stay in leadership forever. We, you know, it's, it come a time that we kind of get stuck in our ways and we need a younger generation with a new level of faith, a new level of belief. So that's why I was saying to you, younger brothers, we need you. You may not think, but we need you. There's something in you that can help us. Amen. So I, uh, I, I believe God wanted me to talk about wit uh, witness, but as I was sitting there, I was just, my testimony is so important. Testimony today. It's all right. Are you ready? You try it again? All right. Testimony is so important to the body of Christ because that's how we overcome. We don't overcome through strength or power or might. We overcome by our testimony. What God have done, he can do it again. Amen. You know, sometimes we, you know, we say God is doing a new thing. No, he's not. He's not doing a new thing. He's just doing God. You know, he's just doing God. I'm telling you, he just, he do it, and he do it well. And sometimes he do it so well, you think he's doing a new thing. No, he did it a long time ago, and he can do it again. Amen. And, and that's the good news about it. If he can do it in me, he can do it in you. If he can do it in you, he can do it in me. You know, so just to get back to that place, allowing God to be God. Now, I bring a testimony of where you are at today. And where you're at today, I, I know sometimes we can look at the outside and don't realize how much really going on on the inside. But I'm telling you, you are sitting in a glory that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. You are sitting in a wealth that so many saints have paid for the glory that's in this room today, the sacrifice of love the sacrifice of mercy, the sacrifice of forgiveness in this room. And it's just waiting for a heart to connect with it, to resurrect what's already here. It's already here, and it's waiting. It's waiting for that, that the humility. Because if you're going to have a relationship with God, it starts out with humility. It don't start out with politics. Oh, my God, you want to kill God's spirit? Start talking politics. <laughs> He'll leave the room. And for some of you, he left the room. <laughs> you don't want anything to do with that. If you want to talk God, you talk love. You want to talk God, you talk mercy. You want to talk God, you talk forgiveness. You want to talk God, you talk hope. Because that's the God that we serve. 
You know, when you start to putting on, uh, working on the outside to the inside, then you just lost him. You got to work on the inside to the outside. It's something on the inside, working on the outside. And boy, what a change in my life. Now we are people that we have lost our sight. We, 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 we're looking at, but we're not looking in. We got to start to looking in, because that's where the glory is, sisters and brothers. That's where the power is, you know. And then when we look in, you know, it, we understand the mercy that we need is the mercy that we give. And if you're not willing to give it, you can't receive it. Oh, Lord. I just, I'm just so grateful to have this opportunity to, to stand in the midst of you today and saying to you, you know, this is well done. I know sometimes when God started going through his grooming and, and taking you through that process and he started to move in the, the weeds so a new level of wheat can come in, that don't mean the wheat wasn't good. Come on, somebody. You know, I know it was good for me, but now he get ready to do a new thing. No, he's not doing a new thing. He's just preparing a new level of opportunity so you can see him. Because when evil increases, the grace must increase. You see, where evil abounds, grace much more abounds. So evil is increasing. Come on, church. But the grace of God is increasing. If it's going to increase, God has to adjust his church. He has to adjust his faith. He has to give you a new level of faith, a new level of belief. Believing in miracles that you have not seen, but knowing God is there, that we cannot be so political correct that we are no godly good. That God wants to use you. He wants you to walk by faith and not by sight. That really walk by faith. You know, not the faith that we can see, not the faith that we can touch, because that's the faith we believe in today. If I can see it, I can believe it. You know, there's an old saying that God gave to me when I was young. We want to know before we go, and God wants us to go before we know. God really wants us to go out there before we even know it, to step out on the water before we understand the substance in it. But knowing that God who's there is calling you is enough. How many of you know that God is calling you is enough? How many of you know that God is calling you is enough? Come on, church. How many of you know that God is calling you is enough? When God called you, he will equip you. You know, and when you step out in the impossible, God can make it possible. But you got to know the voice you're calling you. That's the challenge. For some of us stepping in faith, and the voice you're hearing may be yours. And when you sink, we blame God. Well, God, where were you? Never in it. It was all about you. I was never involved. It was all about you. And when you start to sinking, I got you out of it, but I was not in it. But if he's calling you, there's going to be substance in the impossible. There's going to be hope in the impossible. There's going to be favor. Come on, somebody. Favor in the impossible. So when you, when you step out in there, that not only he will sustain you, but he will show you the reality. You know, when you, when you talk about that scripture with Peter, you know, that was the beginning of his walk. You know, we, we, that, was, that was his beginning. You know, we, we think that have a lot of depth to it. You know, we're like, wow, that was deep. <laughs> yeah, the water was deep, but that was a baby walk. 
God is calling all of us to step out like that. All of us. Everybody in the room, that's your first step. You know, it's just like a child, a baby. You know, that first step they take is impossible because they've never taken it before. Your first step is going to be impossible because you never did it before. That's why the voice of God, you got to know who's calling you, sisters and brothers. You got to know who's calling you. If you don't know who's calling you, then the, the steps you're taking is in your strength, it's in your power. You know, and then you have to make it work. And believe me, I have made them steps many times. And every time I did it, I found myself thinking, he always have been there. And I had to learn his voice. So which meaning I had to have a relationship and not religion. A relationship and not religion. A real relationship that I can hear his voice when he can say, William, step into the water. And everybody says, that's crazy. No, that's God. That's God. I know, I know, I know his voice. I know my daddy's voice. I know my daddy's voice. I know what he's calling me to do. And there's times that I don't know, but then that's the testimony I have. See, the testimony sometimes is so important because sometimes the, the trials and the storm is so intense, excuse me, intense that you can't hear the voice. You know, the wind is blowing, the waves is coming, you know, all this situation. You got, you got family, you got situation, you got finance. Come on, somebody. You know, you know what I'm talking about. So you can't hear, but I can go always go back to my test. How do I overcome? By the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. My testimony can get me through some of these things. I'm talking to someone in here because you have a testimony and you're not using it. Use your testimony. God called you. God brought you here. God puts you in this place. Submit to it. Allow God to do what he needs to do. Head down. Head down. That's how we get there. You've got to have humility. If you don't have humility, you can't get there. You've got to start to seeing God for who he is and not what we want him to be. We can't bring him down. We only can lift him up. I don't want him to be William. I want him to be God. Come on, somebody. That's what it means. I don't want him to be William. I want him to be God. Because he's God alone. I don't want him to be William. I don't want him to bring him down. I want to lift him up. I want to lift him higher than high. I want to lift his name. I want to lift his glory. I want to lift his presence. I want to lift my God. Hallelujah. The Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How you taste him. Because when you really taste him, it's nothing like him. It's not a taste that can compare to him. You know, when we taste of him in our own way, then we compare him with other tastes. We can compare with him with relationships, with money, with pride, with politics. The weakest one in the world, that's the weakest. And we compare God with that, using him in that garbage. Garbage. When you really taste of him, sisters and brothers, when you really taste of the glory of God, the presence of God, you know none of that matters. You know that he is above all of that. That that's not a conversation. That's an opportunity to prove that he's God above and God alone. Come on, somebody. See, we are at a place today of a great opportunity. Because while evil 
is exposing glory want to reveal. And we're not giving glory the opportunity it wants. Now, Jay read to you a little bit about weakness. I want to touch on it just briefly. Weakness is the DNA of God. When we, when we talk about weakness, we talk about weakness in ability of what we can't do. But I believe God has put weakness in our life so we can come back to him because the weakness of man is truly the glory of God. But God only want to have the DNA to it. So if you want to overcome weakness, you got to go to him. You can't, you just can't. Some of us been trying to get man to fix it. How many of you been in a situation for a long period of time and been working on a weakness and you're still sitting there talking to somebody on the other side or going through a counseling process or still in it and you can't figure it out and you, and you, and you take these watered down moments and you think somehow you're moving forward. But I just want you to know after five years, sister and brother, you should know that something ain't right about this. That weakness is the glory of God. God got the DNA to it. Take it to him. Give it to him. Let him show you what it really is. Because it's his glory. And the Bible says he would not share his glory with no man. So he's not going to give no one the answer for you. That one belongs to him. You got to take it to him. If you don't take it to him, he's not going to give it up. That's glory. And he's not going to share it with your pastor. He's not going to share it with your counselor. He's not going to share it with your preacher, with your brother, with your sister, with your clique, you know, with your home group. They ain't going to have it for you. You're going to have to understand only God going to get this one. And he's going to hold on to it until one day you wake up and say, God, what is the answer? Now, now this is the amazing part about it. Not only us. As the believer, but his son also had that weakness. Jesus had it. There's certain things that only the father, he said the father is greater than I. You remember when he said that? Now, it's certain things that only God could do for him, and he knew that. So he had to go to the father to get it. If Jesus had to go to the father, come on, church. If Jesus had to go to the father, come on. You know, why do we think we don't? And when you go to the Father and when you get that glory, see, that glory is a strength that is feel like a weakness because you haven't talked to God. Because, see, when I'm weak, I'm, when I'm weak, I'm, when I'm weak, I'm, see, it's a strength that you don't know about yet. But you're saying it's a weakness because you haven't talked to the Father. It's time to talk to the Father. It's time to talk to Jesus. It's time to tell him all about it, to have a conversation with him, not a conversation at him, not telling him what to do, not your frustration, because that don't work. The Bible teaches us very clearly the, the model prayer, how we enter into the presence of God. It don't matter what's going on, who passed away. It don't matter. It just don't matter. Our Father who are in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You understand, when you come in, you can't bring your problem. You bring your praise. Got to bring your praise. And just, I just want you to know, you can't fake God. 
You can't, you can't be saying something you don't mean. God knows. God knows. Well, you know, some of us want God to be so sensitive that we can't move forward with him. But God, you know, I'm feeling this, and I want you to feel it. God, I'm going through this, and I want you to go through it. And then once we can go through all the emotion and feeling of it, then we can move forward. And I'm here to tell you, for some of you, God is saying, move forward. Move forward. There is something greater for you. That's a greater life. That's a greater blessing. That's a greater glory. And I want to reveal to you and show you that what eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. I want to bless you in ways like you've never seen before. I want to rise up a new level of glory in you. There is a treasure is hidden, and I'm the only one that got the key. Are you ready for me? Are you ready for me to do what I want to do? That whole situation that you thought was all about mistakes, for some of you it was about direction. You needed a bridge. Amen. You just needed someone to help you, someone to love you, someone to treat you as the man that you are, not the mistakes that you was making. You needed a bridge. For some of us in here, we need a bridge. There's many bridges that God has. Some is for inpatient, some is for outpatient. But God got a bridge for you. And that bridge can help you to see the blessing that he has for you and the glory that he want, he got in you that he want out of you. Oh, I, I know when we get to a certain age now, we're looking for a vacation. No, God isn't. That's not God's plan for you. You know, you can have a vacation, but he don't want you in a lifelong vacation. He want his glory. He want his glory, sister. He want his glory, brother. Are you willing to give it to him? Let me pray with you. Father, I just thank you for this time. Thank you for the snack. I pray, God, it will turn into a meal. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this wonderful church. I'm not talking about the building. I'm talking about the people in it. Lord, it's just, there's a new glory being released here. They've been through. I can see it. There's been a heaviness. Some of them have looked at it and were thinking about doing the same thing. But I just want you to know this is a new beginning, a new beginning of a opportunity that God's going to release. I know prophecies have been spoken here. This is a church of prophecy, God. This is a church of spiritual depth. I know there's been confirmation to what I'm saying. Don't get with their well-doing. Don't get tired. Keep looking towards God. Keep looking towards his grace. Father, I lift up the leaders, the elders, the greater servant. Elders, the greater servant. That's all it is, the greater servant. I pray for each one of them, for their wives. And I know, Father, for some been here for a long time. I remember some who used to sit with, I used to sit with them when I was an elder here. I pray for a new, fresh anointing in the name of Jesus. I speak it over your life right now in the name of Jesus. I pray that God will anoint your hands that will bring life. I pray that you will be become that doctor for the Lord. 
that was speaking to sickness and speaking to doubt. These are the tools that God have given the elders. May these tools be revealed in you, on you, through you, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I lift to the congregation, I lift you up in the name of Jesus. I pray that God will and it just strengthen you in ways with love and mercy. I pray he will blind you to the world, but open you up to the gospel. Hallelujah. That you will see what God sees. Love the way God loved. Be merciful according to the will and the way of God. And from that, may the power of God flow through you in ways that many will come because of the light that you shine. In the name of Jesus. I lift up the pastors to you, Brother Tom, Brother Jeff, my Brother Bill. No longer here, but I thank you for his service. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. We thank you for his service. Lord, I reminded when I was on Riverside Avenue, and that brother came to me and started just a new generation of education in my family. I didn't have money to go to covenant, didn't have money to pay. He made a way through your grace, Lord. And from that today, all of my kids got a chance to go through college. I want to thank you for the servant that he is. Sometimes, Lord, we look at moments of what we don't see in, in each other or agree with each other, and we forget who we are to each other. Father God, I lift him up and surely in the name of Jesus. I pray for your power and grace will rest upon him. I pray for your love will overtake him. I pray for a new level of glory, a new level of blessing. I pray for the blessing on the next generation of his family. Rise up glory in the name of Jesus. Bless him from the top of his head to the sole of his feet. I speak blessing on you, blessing in you, my brother, and blessing through you in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, my brother Tom and my brother Jeff, who's carrying the rod today, who's carrying the staff today, Lord, they are at a place for a new rest. But I pray when they come back that, Lord, when they walk through the door, you will give them new eyes to see, new ears to hear. I pray, God, that this moment will break that wall that the enemy trying to put up so we won't see each other. I pray we will see each other in a way, God, that there will be a new level of glory releasing in them in ways, God, that there will be a power and a grace and a blessing that will rest upon their families, Lord. And from what they give their family, they will give your family in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, as I close, will you stand with me, please? I, I hope I don't offend anyone when I say this, but I know sometimes we, things we get used to. And will you turn to each someone and put your hand on the shoulder and with your eyes closed, whoever that might be, just put your hands on your shoulder. All right. That's where we are. We're connected. We're connected. We are connected. So we're going to start on the outside to witness to the inside, amen. Now I'm gonna speak a blessing over you. With your head bowed, eyes closed in the respect of God, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. 
May the Lord uphold you and give you strength. Through your highways and byways, your storms, your challenges, may you know he's God. May you experience in the moments when the waves is breaking over your boat and the storms is over your sea. May you hear that voice that the disciple hear. May he stand up in your presence and speak these undefiled words. Peace, be still. In the name of Jesus, amen. Have a wonderful God bless you.